boy Taker from Heaven back with another video. And, um, well, that's it. Uh, <laughs> that was, that's a culmination of pretty much a year, uh, uh send off. Uh, last ride, uh, various podcasts, interviews, um, ESPN. I mean, you know, uh, my camera's ass as hell, but, <laughs> but yo, uh, Taker uh, supposedly officially gone. Um, you know, I, I don't, it's hard to, so just, just a quick, like, let me try to, you know, sequence these thoughts in some kind of manner and kind of relate it to, um, <laughs> try to, I'm just reading like comments about it right now, try to relate it to the, uh, what happened. So I came in, I meant to watch the whole thing, but I just was busy with other stuff. So I came in uh, pretty much right as the, um, the, uh, Drew and, and, um, who even cares? Roman Reigns match, uh, ended, you know, that was whatever. Um, and it kind of give, you know, go to commercial break and then dude comes out and says, you know, we're here to do the taker send off, um, kind of, you know, just normal con- announcer or whatever comes in and says that. And then they have guys come in. I, I don't remember who was the first one. I think it was, um, uh, I don't remember who, but it wasn't like, it was, it was Shane. It was Shane McMahon. Um, and you know, obviously like in proportion, not really too related to, um, you know, Undertaker. I mean, they had the match in the back end of Taker's career, but you know, obviously and they had like Taker, they had like Jeff, um, you know, pretty pretty then they, they kind of like start like some guys you recognize in the middle they like start hitting you with kind of lower key dudes that I guess were just like takers homies that also wrestled back in the day but not really huge names they kind of give you some Rikishis and Booker T's and some WWF uh favorites and then as they start you know we start getting down to the the end of it and even kind of you know I think it was very evidence evidential that HBK was coming um and then they had, uh, they had Kane finish it off. They had Triple H come before that. They had Kane finish it off, which I feel like you missed. Like, I don't know who is necessarily thought of as takers. Like, like, uh, I, like, like for what Sean is a Brett or like, you know, what Edge is to Randy Orton, um, Hulk Hogan to Macho Man. I don't know who's takers like comparison uh and it's kind of weird because he kind of got big towards the tail end of wwf uh and most of i think his larger in life at least to us the fans kind of came in the early part of wwe where he was obviously quite older than most of those guys um i don't know who would be i guess triple h maybe but like i i don't know i think triple h and taker are both in that lane where they just kind of had so many different rivalries they got put over so many different times and so many different people that it's kind of hard to pair them with just one person but I would say that Taker doesn't off the top of my head have a guy that necessarily is just you know alpha to his omega but they, they get most of the guys right I thought they, they you know most of the easy ones I suppose um, Jeff is kind of weird I, I didn't really 
That's really the... I, I don't know. I mean, I, Jeff and Taker did have a big uh, WrestleMania, if I remember correctly, but I felt like that was just a weird one, too. Like, Rey Mysterio would have made more sense to me than Jeff. Um, the one I was looking forward to the most... Uh, I guess most people say Shawn Michaels. I'm looking right here, and, and most people say Shawn Michaels. So, I get, they did get Shawn Michaels, which... With Shawn and... and um, and take her like disliking each other so much in real life back in you know at least Sean's respective front I guess it makes a lot of sense um some people would say Kane and they did get Kane I think I think Kane and Triple uh, Undertaker are the most linked up so that again makes sense um so we get to towards the end you know I really wanted to see Brett I figured whenever Kane came out it was going to be the end but I really wanted to see Brett um you know, I, 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 if you remember the, uh, the Dave Chappelle, uh, Charlie Murphy print skit from what it seems like Brett and Taker, like Taker was Brett's, uh, Charlie Murphy for the most part, but unfortunately Brett did not make it. Um, and you know, I think Brett's at that stage where he's probably like, you know, I'm factoring COVID to this whole thing. I'm, I would imagine that Brett would have came in the absence of COVID, but you know, that, that kind of. I don't think Brett could, he's at risk definitely I imagine at this point um they got Kevin Nash which is pretty cool uh didn't get Scott Hall or anybody like that with the rest of NWO but you know I think Scott Hall is still uh, I'm pretty sure Scott Hall is still alive. um and they didn't get they didn't get Batista they didn't get uh Edge obviously Edge is hurt they didn't get Randy um so you know missed a couple opportunities but anyway after that I think they hit a uh, I think it was a quick break and then it comes back to Vince they move everybody else out which it's kind of weird they, they brought everybody in and like there was no payoff for that and then they flash back and then it's like Vince there doing his little send off and this is probably my first time seeing Vince in like at least six or seven years Vince is Vince looks pretty bad um I don't I don't know how much longer Vince got he was like you can tell like it's clear like um just piecing together his face with like tape at this point it's it's not good it's, it's not good where Vince was at um but how, how old is Vince at this point it has to be like at least like like 74 75 75 yeah exactly yeah uh yeah Vince is up there so um Vince does a little send off uh pretty pretty interesting I mean there's not many like I mean I, I really wasn't there for like some of these major tragedies that occurred that Vince had to cover uh like Owen Hart I mean I, I listened to that a little bit uh Chris Benoit I listened to that a little bit but I really watched most of those live obviously because they just happened before my time um where they happened I was like really young and I'm assuming Crasco things like that uh so this is kind of like the most emotional I think that I've seen I've had to see Vince and it it's uh you know you could tell that in the sense that you know a lot of people a lot of people always you know kind of point to who was that guy that you know was going to be or wanted to be Vince's right hand uh some people said at one point it was Brett and then later on, it kind of became Triple H. But it seems like from point to point B, uh, Taker was always like Vince's intermediary. And I think most stories would say that he was an intermediary between 
the locker room and Vince, the bridge. And I imagine having that uh having that guy at the right hand in command. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for um to for Vince to I mean obviously Vince just wanted to do much, but even to opine on what's happening, uh I still imagine that other than Triple H who probably is for better or for worse operating on his own interests at this point, not Vince's. Um probably gonna be weird to have a guy that keeps him in the loop without Taker. I mean Taker's the most honest guy, the least agenda field guy I can imagine to to have that role. Uh so that's you know, that's unfortunate. But past that, Vince has a send off. Uh I think we flash the commercial one more time and then it's Taker's entrance and it's like some weird like uh what, what do you call it? A kazoo? Like some weird kazoo slash electronic uh rendition of the beginning of Taker's theme, like the the piano part of it. Uh piano slash organ part of it. And that was awful. I don't know why they did that. That was really bad. I don't, I don't know why. I guess it's supposed to have something to do with the lightning aspect. Like it's supposed to match the lightning I was playing, but Ugh, that was I didn't like that at all. And it goes on for like another like six or seven minutes. Uh kinda like it feels like a really true to WrestleMania type of entrance for Taker. Um but it was cool. I mean, they kind of have him, like, not necessarily float, but, like, come in on, like, a elevated platform, which is interesting. Uh, I keep on seeing people mention Kane having to dress up. So, it's weird. Everybody comes in kind of with their natural garb, other than maybe Jeff, who has, like, a face paint on. Everybody comes in pretty natural-looking. Um, and then Kane has to come on with the Brother of Destruction fit, with, like, even the mask Brother of Destruction fit, which... You kind of can't have the outfit without the mask, but he's going to full garb, and it's like, I don't know. Um, so, anyway, we get back to the entrance, get back to the entrance, and he gets there eventually, kind of like the whole little rigmarole, um, kind of moving around. He, you know, grabs the mic, and it's true to Taker um, tradition. Like, it's not a Mark Calloway, it's just. It's just Taker, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, it was cool. That was, that was fun. You know, I, I don't, I, I didn't really follow the whole um, farewell tour too much, so I can't like say I'm tired of in the Taker character. I want to see more of Mark, and I mean, Mark is a pretty normal ass dude. So I'm just like, you know how. I guess I guess some people want to see like him get like all emotional and kind of break character for this last you know last dance and really make it like memorable. I would like to see that too. I guess that's kind of what I was expecting to see, but obviously we didn't get that. Um, so he kind of talks for like three or four minutes and like he does the whole like uh, you know the he does like the his, like the end of his speech is like basically like the rest in peace but he's just like Undertaker rest in peace Undertaker or Undertaker character rest in peace you know the high he does it um he does the whole you know slit uh neck thing and he goes down on his knee and the lighting fits what it usually would occur it, it, usually when he does this it's like he teleports where right? I just send some black he teleports which I thought that would have been a cool send off but he does it and then like a hologram I like like Tupac hologram where it's like movable, but a brief like standstill hologram 
of Paul Bearer comes in and he's like holding the urn and then Taker is doing the you know little one knee shit he does um I flashed it back his head and it, it becomes awkward because he does that and he kind of just kneels down for like about five or six more minutes and he just walks out after that um and like when he gets to the uh the Titan Tron entrance and he does the you know fist in the air and all that shit it's like it felt like it felt like they had this plan that obviously you know this probably has been in the works for about a full year and a half I'd imagine for quite a while and Taker had no intention of wrestling in his current condition so it's gonna be I guess weird whatever they had to do regardless because usually you would send off somebody of Taker's caliber with a match I think Taker has said multiple times he didn't intend on wrestling in his current condition where if he couldn't put on a great match and with it already being past nine, I think most people figured nine central time that there wasn't really much of a chance of a match happening. So, what they did seems to like be some kind of brief, like not brief, but some kind of definitely wasn't brief, but some kind of mess between a real like summarized and just quick send off like you would expect, but like take her like shortened to the point, and then something sappy and drawn out, and the the mitts didn't really work to me. Like, we got to a point where he's walking back, and, like, the whole walking back was, like, four minutes in of itself. So I was like, fuck. Um, it just, it, it, you could tell, like, and the reason why I say this had to be put together for quite a while is because you can tell, like, there was a lot of pauses for real-ass feedback. Like, him doing the Paul Bearer, that would have been a big over um, for the crowd. The crowd would have loved that. Uh, and he does it and then like he's just sitting there for a while like I said and then it flashes the dark and I guess the crowd would maybe expect like oh he's gonna do a fade back black thing and maybe he was supposed to come back uh it's supposed to like you know go back lights come back on and it's like oh he's still there I don't know but um you, you can tell that like, parts of that was for like crowd uh involvement and they didn't really seem to edit that too much for what it actually was basically to deal with so I would say what made it awkward and I think the only way to describe it is just awkward and kind of jumbled um was that they just didn't have a crowd to work with and obviously you know they had a what's pretty much been a year to prepare for that I mean they've been doing these um ISO arenas for the better part of like nine ten months now well no it closed down for quite a while so like like seven months like they had like a couple months where they had people there you know but for the most part like seven months no people so they should have been like ready for this in my opinion but i don't know um how long have i go on for this one 15 minutes let's get this over with i thought it was decent i thought it was okay uh i really wish brett would have been there uh, I really wish they would have found a better blend between get to the point and giving him moments to speak. I wish they would actually have had him speak, like not talk about his character, not talk about you know I've been this character for so long. But I actually gave him time to I don't know just emote. <laughs> Honestly, just emote. I mean, someone made a good point that it seems like the Undertaker character himself isn't really like dead dead even though you know Mark sent it off because they they didn't really I mean 
this was supposed to be a send off for the Undertaker. It didn't really feel like a send off for Mark. Like Mark himself, I feel like is supposed to be the person of interest here. It's possibly the person that got a real time to, to you know cut the, the ish and, and actually just talk. But Mark didn't really get Mark didn't get anything here, in my opinion. Mark just kinda passed on the taker. Um you know what would have been cool if they just like had a uh, a casket roll in and he puts the taker garb in there and it really feels official but as it is he didn't take the hat off or anything he just kind of walked off with the garb and I don't I don't know I don't think they'll bring taker back for real but it felt like they just kind of commemorated the figure more than they did the person behind the figure which from what I understand about Mark Calloway that probably is how he would have wanted it but it, it, it felt like a big a big like bunch of nothing and they, I did to be honest with you a bit a big bunch of nothing in the grand scheme of things kind of came and it went um so yeah um if you didn't watch survivor series I I mean hopefully you watched it before, at least watch this event before coming here obviously playing uh, spoilers but Who, what this would they didn't even have Sting. I'm in on that. They didn't have Sting. They did <laughs> they didn't have Boogeyman just for the fun of it. They didn't have Stinger. They didn't have Bret Hart. They it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like much was done in the grand scheme of things. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll give it like I'll give the event itself like a five out of ten, maybe four out of ten. You know. It came in a win.